0: So what we're going to do for the next month is we're going to profile staff members for a podcast we're doing called Beyond Sunday. Now, did you listen to the last one that Chad did? I did. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. All right. So we're totally going to do something different here. We're gonna—it's This podcast is going to be about you. And we're going to talk about growing up, about your relationship with God, just about your hopes and prayers and your heart for FBC Allen in this season of life. And so... You know, as, as we talk, a lot of people don't know that you're the business administrator here at FBC Allen.
1: Yep, been here about four years now and uh, came from San Antonio.
0: So one of the things that I noticed when you first came four years ago was your last name. Now, it, it gets pronounced so many different ways. It's incredible. So it's Roger... Taff. Taff. What is the most unique way you've heard it pronounced?
1: Uh, most common is Teef. Teef. Uh, but sometimes I get the Tf Tf yeah nice just, all right.
0: I don't know how you get that, but okay spelling it phonetically. but one of the things I remember when when people were talking like well, how do you pronounce it? I just said it rhymes with staff mm-hmm. Roger Taff, who is our business administrator. So we want to get to know who Roger Taff is so, Tell us a little bit about like where you came from. You know where you were born, where you grew up, and how did you get here to FBC Allen?
1: Sure. So um, I grew up in Abilene, and um, my family's my mom and sister and her family still live there. Um, and then um, I went to college in uh, San Angelo, and went to seminary in Fort Worth, and started out in youth ministry and did that for uh, probably 15 years. And then, uh, God kind of opened my eyes to helping the whole church. And so, um, started doing, uh, education and administration. Um, and I've done education and missions. Um, and, uh, but, most recently, ed, uh, administration work. Okay,
0: so you flew through your entire life in like the fastest I've ever seen anybody throw. So you were born in Abilene, which is in West Texas, right? Correct. Okay, what is Abilene known for? Nothing. Nothing? There's nothing in Abilene?
1: <laughs> well, they growing up, they said that it was the last green spot west.
0: Okay, there you go, so it's the last green spot west. So then you went to San Angelo, which, where is San Angelo?
1: Uh, San Angelo is uh, about 65 miles south of Abilene.
0: Okay, so you didn't get very far from home.
1: No, and that was kind of intentional, and I didn't plan on staying there. Okay. Uh, but just ended up, that's how it rolled.
0: So what was in San Angelo? Like, what school is in San Angelo? I
1: Angelo State.
0: Angelo State. So University. Unique name.
1: Go Rams.
0: Nice. What did you study at Angelo State? Uh,
1: when I first got there, I was a pre-med major.
0: What? You wanted to get you wanted to be a
1: doctor? I did. Are you kidding? Yet, me? Growing up I wanted to be one of two things. Okay. A doctor or a race car driver.
0: <laughs> okay. No, they're
1: not similar. And you ended
0: up being a minister. Like yeah. what happened? How like what failure happened in your life that you didn't go to either one of those?
1: Well, like I said, I was pre-med. Okay. Um and my freshman summer I went back to Abilene. Okay. And um was with the college group. And uh, a lot of the guys in the group went to Harden simmons And so, you know, I liked the, how they we studied the scriptures together, how they joked, how they, you know, their outlook on life. And I thought, man, that's pretty neat. And, you know, I told God, I said, you know, however you want to use me, I'm open. If you want me to do medical missions or, uh, you know, care for the poor or, you know, wh- whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do that. You're just going to have to let me know. Uh, so my sophomore year kind of rolled, and it was a little bumpy. Um, and then uh, my the spring semester, my sophomore year, I took this class, and I looked around, and I didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody in this chemistry class. Well, they were all graduating seniors. Wow. And so I kind of struggled through it. And the professor said, "Hey, can I see you after class?" And I said, "Okay." And we talked about things and why I was struggling, and he goes, "Have you ever thought about doing something else?"
0: Oh, that's tragic. I've had multiple people tell me that. No, in
1: well, I, in that moment, I, I heard God, I felt God saying, "You wanted me to let you know."
0: That's cool. So
1: I'm letting you know right. I want you to do something different. So you could
0: take that as a negative thing, but really, it was God just kind of directing you to do ministry. Yeah, nice. and so
1: from there, uh, that summer I did uh, summer. Youth ministry in the little town of Eden, Texas, which is about thirty miles south of San Angelo.
0: Eden, Texas. So it's like beautiful, green, wonderful, uh, full of mesquite trees. Full of mesquite trees. Awesome. So you were a youth minister during that summer. Mm-hmm. What was the what was it? What is the story that comes out of that moment in Eden, Texas?
1: Um, yeah. So they had just gotten a brand new uh, bus, and we were going to. Um, uh, new Mexico to help a church with Vacation Bible School. Okay. And we were outside of Lubbock uh, coming back and the uh, one fan belt broke and they all broke.
0: This is a new bus. Brand new. Brand new and it broke.
1: Yep. Okay. Well, so, you want to be a race car driver so
0: here you go. This is your opportunity to work on one.
1: So, uh, we're, you know, probably about five miles outside of Lubbock at that point and um So we had to find somebody there because it's on a Saturday evening (laughs) who has belts for this brand new bus. And so that was a chore. And uh, fortunately, um, we knew somebody in that town um, who had connections with a mechanic and he came came out and fixed it on the side of the road. Very nice. All All right. right. So that was kind
0: of your first dip into youth ministry, which is basic youth ministry. You got to know everything. You got to be an event planner. You got to be a mechanic. Exactly. All those things. Interior designer for the youth room. It's fun times. So, all right. So you, the, you,
1: the other thing that I learned from that is uh, I quickly learned that, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I had just modeled what I was doing that summer after what I had grown up with.
0: You experienced yourself. Yeah. And okay. so
1: then I was like, okay, I, I need something else because this is hard.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. And so you've, you've learned all that. You went through seminary. You went to Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? So you're married with two kids. Yep. Now, where did they exist in that timeline? You kind of flew through, like, oh, you, yeah. You, yeah. You got married.
1: So, right out of uh, seminary, I went to Florida okay. for three years okay. and did youth ministry. Then we came back to Texas, almost missed it, uh, to Seminole.
0: Okay, you said we. Yes. So there's there's someone else with you. Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. We, Who is Ginger? To,
1: Ginger's the person who's way better than I am. And, okay. and, and puts up with me every so day. So she
0: she is your wife. Ginger is 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 kind of the mastermind behind Roger Taft. So she is a success behind you, right? So uh, when did y'all get she's married? She's in front of me. She's in front of you. Okay.
1: So I went to Florida for two months. Okay. And came back, and we got married. Okay. And our vacation was driving, uh, our honeymoon was driving to Florida. Really? Yep. that was that was it.
0: Well, I mean, some people use Florida as their honeymoon destination. You yeah. just live there. Yep. Okay, so then you, you moved her back. Okay, so you take her to Florida, and then you move back to where? Seminole, Texas. Okay, please tell me it's on the beach.
1: It is. There's okay. sand everywhere.
0: But no water? No water. Where is Seminole?
1: Seminole is uh, halfway between uh, Lubbock okay. and Odessa. The closest town is Hobbs, New Mexico.
0: Wow! All right, so you, you really set this like standard for marriage, like up. So she's in Seminole. Y'all are in Seminole, and then culture y- shock. Culture shock. You're a what? You, your youth minister there? Yes. Okay. So you go to Seminole, and then you have kids, right? So who tell us about your kids?
1: Okay. So Bailey was born in uh, when we were in Seminole. Okay. Uh, a couple of years before we moved to. Um, Wichita falls. All right. And, um, so we were in Seminole for, uh, seven, eight years, moved to, um, Wichita falls where I did education and administration. Okay. And, uh, right after we got to Wichita falls, Grayson was born.
0: Nice. So basically if you looked at a Texas map and put strings, you were all over the place. Like, I mean, you're covering the whole gamut of everywhere. Yep. And then there's this Florida. All right. So you're at Wichita Falls. You left the youth ministry Mm -hmm. and became an education and business minister. Yep. So why'd you leave youth ministry? That's like the pinnacle of life.
1: Um, To be honest, that's the only thing I ever wanted to do in ministry was uh, youth ministry. And um, probably for a year I struggled because I felt God wanted me to do something else, but I didn't want to do anything else. And so I struggled for a year, and finally at Super Summer, when I had taken the kids there, um, I just said, okay, God, I surrender. Whatever Mm -hmm. you want me to do, I'll do. So at the time, I thought he wanted me to be a uh, pastor. So we had talked to several churches about being pastor, and we just didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. And then... um, a friend of mine's brother in Wichita Falls, Terry Bowman, uh, called and said, Hey, my brother said you might be interested in doing education. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me pray about that. And so uh, there again, I felt God saying, you told me to let you know what I wanted you to do. Yeah. And so um, uh, that's when I started doing education and administration.
0: That's awesome, and and I don't know if you know this, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and confess this to everyone that's listening to this podcast, and to you, like right now, this is fresh. When I talked to you, you really had a, a pivotal uh, pivotal role in how God was moving me from student ministry to this online pastor position, because when I talked to you, I really felt God was kind of stirring me. We had talked, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember, at Saddleback, when we were at that conference, yep. and I was really talking, we talked for like about 20, 30 minutes about it, and. As as I kept on rever- like referring back to that conversation, even during my sabbatical, God, I felt God like kind of leading me into that. And so I appreciate you for that. You had a lot of influence in that. And so people can blame you or, or you know, they can celebrate that I'm out <laughs> How of student that ministry. Across? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I really appreciated you for that. In, in talking about influences, you you are a great influence on me. Like I love it. We have offices side by side, so I bug you a lot. Just trying to learn, like moving out of you know maturing out of student ministry into the uh, adult, I guess as you would say. You know, yeah. you got to mature. I had to get rid of all my immature stuff. But who has been an influence in in your life growing up? Who who has been like the top two influences in your life growing up?
1: Um. Probably, um, when I was, uh, you know, still in high school, uh, middle school and high school, uh, uh, my youth minister and music minister had a great deal. That was, uh, Fred McNabb and Glenn Smucker. Wow. Um, and so they, uh, had an influence on me. And then when I was in college, um, I was a youth intern at first Baptist San Angelo. Okay. And the youth minister, Scott Harrison really gave me the tools um, and to how to do youth ministry and do it That's right. Incredible.
0: Have you ever shared that with them? Have you ever, I have. Like, you yeah, have? Yeah. So I've gone that.
1: back and said, Hey, thanks for putting up with me. Uh, I know I probably bugged you to death. Uh, but you know, you spoke this into me and, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I still keep up with all three of them. That's
0: awesome. So one of the things that I hear all the time, so you're our business administrator. Mm-hmm. Okay. People ask you, I'm sure, like, when did you decide to get out of ministry, right? They're like, oh, you're a business administrator. Like, there's no ministry in that. So you're a business administrator, but that doesn't mean that you don't do ministry, right? Correct. Okay. You, One of the things I love about you is you have a heart for ministry. Like, you have such a passion for ministry. And I don't think a lot of people know that because, you know, we get tied into these titles, like business administrator. Like, people see me as online pastor and they're like, oh, you're just a, you get on Facebook all the time and that's all you ever do. What is your heart for ministry? Like right now, if they were to ask you, where is your heart for ministry right now?
1: Sure. So part of being the uh, administrator is I see that as a support for all the other ministries Um, because if we don't have the funding to do that and take care of our plant and our facilities where everybody meets, then all the ministries are going to suffer. And so trying to support people... And it, even when um, we come up with ideas that we didn't budget for, okay, how can we make those a reality yeah. as a church? Um, so coming behind people like that. but And, and another area is with senior adults. Um, I've done, uh, in when we were in San Antonio, uh, that was one of my areas of ministry yeah. were senior adults. And I just have a heart for them.
0: You do. You like hearing your heart and how you talk and, and like even... Some of the the, uh, devotions you do, you put them out on YouTube Mm -hmm. for our Cornerstone ministry, and I love those. And if our senior adults have not checked those out, they need to go to our YouTube page and check out those uh, devotions. In fact, you send those out every Wednesday, right, through an email? Wednesday or
1: Thursday, yeah, and send those to the... BFG leaders, and then they send those out to their class.
0: So they need to get connected to their BFG leaders to get those emails. Right. So they need to be in a small group, and that that's kind of crucial to ministry and what they do.
1: And uh, being connected, mm-hmm. um, you know, because a lot of times, uh, you know, when you're a senior adult, families have moved off or they're busy doing life, um, and church is a place for them to, to find continue to find meaning in life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And they move. Like in in Allen, we see a lot of families, their, their kids are moving here because they're... Uh, Getting involved in Allen or Lovejoy or, Mm -hmm. you know, in Collin County, there's a lot of things for kids. Well, their parents are following, you know, the the senior adult parents, the cornerstone. And so they need to get plugged in somewhere. They may be out in the community and they don't have anywhere to get plugged because they're new to this area. Right. Um, I've seen that with senior adults where they've had such a community, you know, in, in, say, Abilene. And then they move here to follow their families and they just don't feel like they have that community anymore. And church is a great place to get connected to that.
1: Exactly. And community is such key, uh, no matter what stage of life you're in. Yeah.
0: So now you talked about like youth ministry and you talked about being a business administrator and, and being a part of ministry. Where do you see like in the next six months or like a year, where do you see kind of your heart for ministry and what is kind of... What is your, your hope and prayer for the, the season of life for FBC Allen right now?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, we're going to be adding um, some new staff people. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank goodness I won't be the new kid on the block anymore.
0: <laughs> there you go. You're senior, man. You're, you've so, made it.
1: So, you know, just making them uh, know our—help them learn our culture, uh, help them figure out things, how we do things, yeah. how to relate— Um, just come alongside them and encourage them in what God's called them to do.
0: That's a good word. Good word. So uh, for you, like one of the things that you kind of talk about with with business administration is kind of helping us through COVID. Like what is a lesson you've learned through like the season of COVID? And you've been so crucial to our church in helping us navigate this. Like if we didn't have Roger, I don't know if people out there realize if we didn't have you, um, we would all be sitting in a corner with our, with our thumbs in our mouth, just not sure what to do. And so you have been crucial to that. What is a lesson that you've really learned through the season of COVID with church life and just community life?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we always say life changes quickly, but during these periods of COVID, it, it's changing sometimes every month, every week, and trying to keep up with that and find out what best practices are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, In the community, what the medical field's saying, what they're recommending, and then how can we adapt that uh, to keep people safe here at church and um, doing best practices. And so just trying to figure that out and how we adapt all those to ministry. Um, But it's ever changing, and the one we're in, season we're in now, is way different than it was last year.
0: Yeah, it's always evolving, always changing. We're facing new... It's almost like every day we're facing something new. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think we're facing right now is isolation. We're we're noticing, we're seeing people that are really isolated because they've come off a pandemic. They've kind of lost some of their connections. They're not sure how to get back in. And Mm -hmm. and in church life, we really want to connect people. We really... Especially at FBC on we feel like being connected to smaller groups is key to thriving in our relationship with Christ. And so in this season of life, one of the things you've been talking about is connecting people in the church. And you have something really big starting uh, September 12th that is going to help with that. And so kind of give us a little insight into what that's going to be, September 12th.
1: Yeah, we're calling it a connection class, and it's um, for people in probably in the last six months that uh, have plugged in kind of to the worship side, mm-hmm. but they haven't really made a, a community connection with other believers okay. in a smaller group. Um, so we're going to start a BFG, Bible Fellowship Group, um, for people that are new to our church who haven't found that BFG to belong to. Okay, um, And there may be people that have, uh, maybe their classes has changed or their hour changed. Um, that we're inviting them as well, uh, to find, an, uh, another community group of believers to plug into.
0: Okay. And so how would they go about getting connected to this group? so like I'm out in the community and I hear this, I hear this podcast or I, I'm on the website and I want to get connected to your group because this sounds like something I really want to do. How would I go about getting that connection?
1: Sure. So, um, one things I could do is they can email me. Okay. Um, you know they, our emails are on the staff page, and they can just drop me notes and, say, "Hey, I would love to be a part of that." Uh, I'm also sending out some uh, email invites to people, okay um, And they can always call the church office and ask where and when uh, that's meeting.
0: And we'll also have a sign up on the on the web page. too, as well, that you can sign up for it. So it's going to be at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. right? And so what is kind of your heart for these people that are going to come to this connection class? What do you want to see? What is kind of the purpose of why we want this connection class?
1: Um, It's important for us at uh, FBC Allen and um, kind of my heart too is not just come for worship and then go home and not... Connect with people, Um, because it's those connections that help us get through life. Um, When times don't make sense, um, or we feel like that we're alone, or in the situation all by ourselves, um, that they can they have a safe place where that they can connect and meet other people. Uh, You know, and that's hard to do when you're in a room with three, four hundred people. Why not come down to uh, a room that's got? 20-30 uh, people in it and then you can make those uh, connections a little bit more personable
0: because that's one of the things we see is is people are so they're so disconnected mm-hmm. um, we want to get to know them and that's why we're doing these podcasts too because uh, a lot of people like last night so we had Wednesday nights and if you haven't been to Wednesday nights you need to come because mm-hmm. they're quite incredible and we have so many things available and just listening to you talk to other people the things they don't realize about you like one of the things I'm sure our church doesn't realize is that Roger drives or rides a motorcycle sorry drive is not a term but rides a motorcycle I'm
1: glad you corrected yourself I corrected
0: myself I didn't want you I, I knew you I saw it so tell us about that like you ride a motorcycle like it's awesome when you, you know when you leave the office because we can hear you leaving the office so how did you get into riding motorcycles
1: Um, Yeah, so when we lived in Florida, uh, we didn't have a lot of money, and so uh, and I'd always wanted a motorcycle, and so Ginger said, "Well, whatever you can sell your car for, that's that's as much money as you can spend on a motorcycle." I said, "Cool," and she goes, "Well, you're gonna have to ride it whether it's raining or anything." And I said, "Care." I go, "Okay." (laughs) Yes. So so I sold my car, got this motorcycle, uh, but then when we went to come back to. the promised land here in Texas. Uh, here, we here. Didn't, we, we didn't have room for it. Okay. So I had to sell it.
0: Oh, are you serious?
1: Yeah. Oh. And so I've always wanted one since then. And when we started having kids, Ginger said, you know, I have a motorcycle because I'm not raising these kids by myself. Wow. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Until
1: they graduate high school. Mama
0: Ginger laying it down for you. So I gave her two extra years. Okay.
1: And uh, she finally uh, conceded to let me have one. That's and, incredible. Uh, my... Uh, uh, My mantra with my motorcycle is they may not see me, but they're sure going to hear me.
0: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So what's the one thing you've learned about riding a motorcycle here in the Collin County area? Like what is the biggest tip that you've learned or something that's important that people should know about riding a motorcycle?
1: Um, Is that you always have to be on the lookout, Mm -hmm. drive defensively, um, and I always ride like they don't see me.
0: And you don't get on 75, right? Uh, no, no, no. I that's...
1: loved, uh, where we live It just in a couple of miles, I can be out where, you know, they're haven't built up all in the houses, just kind of on back roads and just tootle around.
0: So what's your favorite moment being in Allen? Like you've been here for four years. What is, what is a memory that stands out to you in those four years that just, you know, it can be like going and doing something food. I mean, what is your favorite memory? We want to know what Roger is
1: all about. So when we moved here, it was my son Grayson's senior year. Um, and we knew it would be rough, mm-hmm. uh, but he found a couple of places uh, and Allen to plug in. But to see him graduate with 1,600, 1,700 kids. hundred kids—it's
0: quite a sight in a <laughs> long time.
1: It, well, it was shorter than when uh, my daughter graduated in San Antonio. Really? But yeah. All right, like, Alan. I was like, man. how do they do that?
0: Hey, they get them through. I mean, they're they're naming, naming, naming. It's just, it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, so that was a, you know, to be a part of that as a parent, uh, you know, it's a proud moment.
0: That's really cool. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do to finish this out. All right. I have these questions. I'm going to ask every staff member, but there are three questions and you only get to answer one of them. So pick a number between one and three.
1: Uh, one.
0: One. All right. So here's the question that I have for number one. If you wrote a book about you so far...
1: Oh, can we go two?
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> you have to write this book now. You've committed. What would the title be and why?
1: A book about me. About you. Uh, the Life and Times of the Ordinary.
0: Of the Ordinary? Of the Ordinary. Really? Yeah. All right, and and why would you name it that? Like, why?
1: Um, Well, I don't really see uh, my life as anything special or out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. Um, But even in ordinary circumstances, you can see where God moves and works. um, And in situations, how he works in different situations. And a lot of times we just say it's ordinary just doing life. Yeah. Uh, but to see where you can see God's fingerprints along the way.
0: it's great. You know, I I know you see that as ordinary, but one of the things we appreciate you um, being on staff is when we're talking about a situation, uh, you're sitting there very quiet and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, you're thinking. And and you take time to think through situations. You don't rashly just jump into them like we all crazily do. Like you bail me out of things because I'm like, yeah, you know, go, and I go, and then you're like, I told you, son. You know, and, and then you you bring it back in. But you really you bring a balance to the staff because you know we want to go and just chase after everything. But you're really sitting there thinking through it. And so I don't see it as ordinary. I see it as a special gift. And and thankful for you on this staff. And well,
1: appreciate that. You
0: know, I, I want to encourage our church members to get to know you because one of the things I love about our church is the business administrator just isn't doing business. It's not you just taking over the 14 acres of this campus and making sure it runs. You're actually living life in ministry with people. You do small group stuff. You you teach. You do devotionals. You're in your word every morning. I come in. You're praying and seeking the Lord, and so I'm very thankful for that. So, what would you like? What is one thing that you would want to tell our people right now? You you have the mic. What is one thing that you just want to leave um, with our people here at the church?
1: Um, I, I think the um, is just to be faithful um in in lots of areas um you know be faithful to who god's called you to be and created you to be Uh, be faithful in uh, situations and in your commitments uh, to the lord Um, and be uh, faithful to the church god's called you to be a part of
0: it's amazing it's good word good word so what I'm challenging everybody to do is, if you see Roger, go up and say hi. And, and one of the things we want to be is a church that is connecting with others. And so don't be afraid to get to know other people. And, and sometimes you'll be surprised. Roger rides a motorcycle and loves cars and barbecue. And so it's been an incredible journey. And I'm looking forward to the future with you, Roger, and, and getting to connect and us doing more podcasts together. So we'll be back on doing some other stuff. And next week, we are going to be talking with Lisa about children's ministry and her heart for ministry and, and some very amazing things about her heart that I don't think people realize yet. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, talking to more staff. So thanks, Roger, for giving your time today. I know you're real busy.
1: Well, we appreciate uh, everything you do and getting everything out uh, to people so they can know us.
0: Awesome. It's good talking to you, Roger. You bet. All right. You have just been listening to our podcast, Beyond Sunday. We love providing these resources for you online. We have so many available just for you. It's on FBCallen.org. And one of the things we would love is to hear from you in the comments. Be sure to leave a comment because that will help us with topics in the future to be able to connect with you and to be able to provide resources that you're wanting to hear. Remember, it's not just about a Sunday experience. It's about a whole life experience.